television program created by the Rio Grande Oil Company. That's been the police calling all cars, attention all cars, broadcast 104. Go to Columbia and Orange Grove Avenues at once. Be on the lookout for a car with two men, police be bandits who just robbed the Pasadena National Bank. These men are armed and desperate. That's all. Grande Junior Police Department. They are equipped with a junior police badges, sand brown belts, police pistols, siren whistles, handcuffs. Thousands of girls are wearing the sergeant's ring and the identification papers. All these and many other articles comprising the junior detective outfit are furnished absolutely free of charge by the Rio Grande Oil Company. We invite every boy and girl to join the junior police and to enjoy the many free gifts. Just go to any independent dealer selling Rio Grande Tracks Japanese, and he'll give you a free copy of the latest issue of the Calling All Cars News, which tells you how to get the complete junior detective outfit absolutely free. And now, word of warning to the paranoid boys and girls. You are using Rio Grande Tracks Japanese in your car because you believe that the Japanese news, because you believe that the Japanese news, because you believe that the Japanese news by more police cars, fire engines, police motorcycles, ambulances, and emergency equipment than any other brand must be the fastest Japanese you can buy. That's true. But frankly, the lively power of Rio Grande Tracks Japanese is a constant temptation to drive faster than you could. We warn you against yielding to that temptation. Police have declared a war on speeders as relentless as their war on crime. Save that extra speed for emergency. When you've got to get out of the way quickly to avoid police. Police cars. 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 Police cars, 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 police cars. Police cars use Rio Grande Tracks Japanese because they have proved by test in a score of cities that during the long hours of slow cruising over city streets, 24 hours a day, Rio Grande Tracks is the most economical gasoline they can buy. But then the emergency comes. When the police car must reach the top speed instantly, then you see why police specify Rio Grande Tracks. It has the most tremendous reserve power of any gasoline. An extra refining process gives cracked gasoline that extra speed to meet emergency. And yet these extra advantages cost you no more. You can get real gun to crack the same price you pay for ordinary gasoline and enjoy police car performance at no extra cost. It is our pleasure now to present Chief James E. Davis of the Los Angeles Police Department. Good evening, friends. 
I have often emphasized on these programs the necessity for close cooperation between various law enforcement bodies. Tonight, we have asked a man whose cooperation I value highly to be our guest. It is from the files of his police department that the case you are about to hear was dramatized. Friends, it is my great pleasure to present Chief of Detectives Stanley Becker of the Pasadena Police Department. Thank you, Chief Davis. I feel indeed honored to be a guest on Calling All Cars and to have the opportunity to bring to the radio audience of the West a story from our files. The case that you will hear shortly is a vivid proof of the willingness which puts your police officers and rescues their life that your property may be preserved and the peace of your community be maintained. When you consider the harmonic income for what your policeman works, and you consider how little of golden opportunity his occupation holds for him, you may well be amazed at the dangers he is willing and eager to meet on your behalf. If you will pardon my understandable enthusiasm, your policeman is a great fellow, deserving of your highest respect, admiration, and support. March 20th, 1924. Into the Ford Agency and the quiet little town of Alhambra walks a young man, looks at several cars, beckons to the salesman on duty. Don't be in the way of transportation? Yeah, but maybe you might have a good news job there that wasn't twice too high. I've been gone for a couple of months. I don't want to spend a lot of dough on a car. Just want something to get around in. And you got something pretty reasonable? Mmm, you see now. I tell you what, I think I've got just the car for you. The 23 Ford. In the very best of conditions, new rubber, a fine, clean job. Runs like a million dollars. How much? I tell you what I'll do for you. I'll make it $250, and that's a buy. Yeah, it probably is, but not for me. I don't want to spend over $100. And you got a car that'll get me around for that price? $100? Of course, that's not very much money, but well, perhaps I can find something. How about that old coupe over there? This is where it ought to be around a hundred bucks. That automobile for a hundred dollars? Why, that's a good car. You just spend a lot of money fixing it up. I could let you have it for a hundred and seventy-five, maybe. Oh, a hundred flat and that's my price. But not anything to fit my purse, I guess I'll have to look around somewhere else. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Tell you what I'll do. I'll fix the boss and see what he says. Maybe I can get the better price on it. I'm going to too much trouble. Oh, not at all, no trouble. If you'd like to look the car over, I'll be back in a minute. Okay. I'll take a look at the bus. Maybe I won't want it after I look it over. Well, you'll be making a mistake. It's a mighty clean car. I'll try to uh, walk out and trust the tree to take the car away. The door works anyway. Under the lens. It's started. At least I won't have to crank it. It runs. Not good, but good enough to get as far as I'm going. Well, I've got good news for you. The boss says it's okay at a hundred dollars, and I say that's a real buy. You would. Well, I guess it'll get me around all right. If you uh, step over to the office here, we can make out the papers. Okay. Right in here. Thanks. You uh, want to pay cash? Yeah, I'll give you a check for it. A check? You haven't got the cash, have you? Of course not. You don't think I'm walking around with a hundred dollars in my pocket, do you? 
As a matter of fact, I only got in town a little while ago. I haven't even established credit there. You uh, got a check on the local bank? Got a map. Got a cashier's check on the mutual bank in Chicago. It certainly ought to be good enough. Would you mind letting it here? Just a formality, of course. The boss is kind of particular about our taking checks. There it is. Good as gold. That's the biggest bank in Chicago's failed since I left there five days ago. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Made off $150. Well, sure, I don't have to have one for 100 even. And I figured I could get 50 in cash. Isn't that all right? Well, yeah, I guess so. Check seems to be all okay. Now, if you just sign this procedure, I'll endorse the pink slip over and roll check. Fine. On this line? Okay. There you are. John Henry complete. Edward Fells, Chicago, Illinois. And here's the pink slip on the board. Thanks a lot, Mr. Fells. I'm sure you'll get a lot of satisfaction out of the car. I hope so. And thanks for getting me such a good price. I check for $150 on the Mutual Bank of Chicago. That's right, Sergeant. Good morning, Humpback Mark. Not easy to spend. Well, I want you to thank this man to get my money back. Well, I doubt it'll have much of it left. We'll try to pick him up for you. Now, if you'll give me the scripture of the car, I'll start the boys looking for it. It's a 192142. What color? Black. The license number is 133745. Five, Mr. Jones. You'll get out for the right away. I'll let them know as soon as we get this Well, Young Adam, if things don't get better for the I'm going to close up the store. I don't know what's the matter with people. Maybe they ain't thinking anymore. Maybe you need some advertising, George. That fellow makes gum. He says, tell them to and pull them off. Only says, plenty of gum. Well, there's a lot of difference between uh, something you chew and a kind of paint. No, sir, it ain't advertising I need. It's the customer. Well, ain't no use in talking about it. That won't sell no paint. How about little game of runner? You're on. That is, if I can remember where I put the card last time we played, I couldn't be somewhere on the Sunday. Uh, no, thank you. I tell you, George, you're getting absent-minded like. I was reading just the other I was reading just the other day about a scientist fellow who says that the American people are losing their natural concentration. Or something like that. He says we all ought to read more. Stimulate the mind. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I work with a man myself. Set up stable at him while I get stairs. Don't give me the one you did last time. Don't seem like you're falling apart with me or something. Look, George, you got a customer, my dear. Yeah. Uh, nothing, sir. Uh, you, do you want some things? Yeah, quite a lot of things. I've got a couple of bonds together. Uh, what do you have in mind? Outside things? Yeah. A couple of gallons of that and some good inside enamel, too. And a lot of brick work to do. Well, I've got some mighty fine house thing here that ought to do the trick. Uh, what color do you think you'd be wanting? Oh, what, I guess. Yeah, plain one would be fine. Well, here's the best paint I ever seen for a rough work. How much is it? Uh, I see a mark here on the bottom of the can. Uh, Adam, you remember the price on this stuff? Well, don't you look for nothing in this you made out. Hey, right there in front of your nose. All right, yes, let's see. White, rough finish, cold water drinking. Three dollars a gallon. Three bucks a gallon, huh? Well, I'll need about three gallons of that and a couple of quarts of white enamel. Yes, sir. This here enamel is about the best of the money. Six cents for it. Okay. I think that's about all. 
You got a pen? Pen? Yeah, you know, something you wear an ink with. Well, now, I don't know exactly what I have one around here, neither. Adam, you got that fountain pen of yours with you? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, here you are, Mr. Good. I'm going to catch your check here for $50. I'll be all right, won't it? $50? Ooh. Come on, man. Have you got that much money? Uh, well, I got it right here on hand, but I guess I can get it next door. Well, I hope so. I'm going to need cash on me, and I've got to get this paint now so I can get started on those bonds right away. So if you haven't got it, I can go to another paint store. Oh, no, no, no. I'll get it all right, I, I think. Sure, uh, sure. Can you see a moment? Eh? Oh, sure. Pardon me a minute, Mr. Yeah, go right ahead. Sure, yeah. I got nothing in my wallet. Okay, cash check, check, if you want. You got. Where'd you get all that money? Well, the payment on the house. It ain't due till tomorrow. Need to get that check, check, the bank for then. Here, here. You want it? I'll say I do. This is the first ten dollar sale I've made so long that I just can't afford to lose it. All right, here. Take it. Yeah, thanks a lot, Adam. I, I appreciate that. Here you are, Mister. Forty dollars even. The paint comes to just ten. Okay. Here's a check. Well, good afternoon, Governor. Oh, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Oh, George. Someone once said, And the money was for the monthly payment on the house of my friend here, so you see, cousin, you just have to do something about it. Well, if you'll just take it easy, you know, maybe I can get some... Well, some sense out of it, too. Now, you say the fellow gave you this check for $10 with a paint, eh? That's right, that's right. And it ain't any good. And it's the only money I got, and if I don't make that payment, the old lady'll kill me. All right, all right. Just try to keep yourselves under control and stick to the facts. Now, can you give me the script about it? Well, as I remember, he was about my height, maybe 10 or 15 pounds. No, George, you're wrong. He was at least an inch taller than you. I say he was about my height, Adam. Wasn't I standing right there in front of him? Yes, Wasn't I? Yes, and you were on them floorboards behind the counter. And they're all of an inch thick, so that proves my point. All right, boys, all right. Suppose you wait till you get home with the rest of the argument. It is a height approximately 5 feet 7 inches. Now, uh, can you tell me anything more about him? Tell of his hair, clothes he wore? Well, I'd say his hair was so sharp, almost black, mm-hmm. and he had a regular... No, that's wrong. His hair was black. Now, that's wrong. Look at that. 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 Look on the lookout for a man going under the name of Edward Tell, having bad checks for fifteen one hundred and fifty dollars. Four more merchants from the city to watch the checks from New School Bank in Chicago and report anyone attempting to cash one at once. Description as follows. Heights approximately five feet seven inches. Hello, Sergeant, this is the fifth fine Abadassi. Uh, there's a fellow in here just bought some clothes and wants to cash a fifty dollar cash unit check on the mutual bank of Chicago. I'll try to store until you can get someone over here that make it fast. She's in there, and I'll have a couple of the boys over in no time. Okay, but hurry, will you? I don't have to look for this bird, and I'll try to get help. Don't worry, just throw them along. Okay, goodbye. If you don't have a seat, Mr. Bell, I'll have the money over for you in a minute. We've been keeping very little cash on hand here for the last few weeks. 
There have been a couple of robberies in this district. I just phoned and the manager will be right over with the money. I'm going to plan. I will not take him too long to get here. Well, I'm sure it was. He said it was going to be a matter of a couple of minutes. Uh, could I show you something in shirts or socks while we're waiting? We have some of the very latest patterns in shirts. Now, here's one with the pink socks. It's becoming very fashionable this season. I don't want any shirts. Well, um, I would just perhaps. I have a wonderful buy in linen handkerchiefs. Uh, my guess is good. Uh, it will steal the quality of this linen. It's the very best Irish linen to be found anywhere in this country. Mm. Nice, all right. Come on, Bob, you'll do something. I'm a donor. Uh, 75 cents. And that's the fairest price I've ever heard of for real Irish linen. Hey, uh, this is the man, officer. Get your hands up over your head and don't be wasting any time about it. Hey, what's the idea? What's going on here? I think you know well enough. Get out your list. I stood my well enough. I haven't done anything. Well, maybe this will make you change your mind. Yeah, a little bit of jujitsu, an old Japanese friend of mine got me. Are you coming along too polite, young fella? Am I going to have to drag you? Oh, I don't have to get rough, I'll go. Yeah, that's a smart lad. That way, there's no chance of anybody getting bruised up a bit. Come on, start the with the car. Thus, the first chapter of that check passer Edward Bell comes to a sudden close. Sentenced to one to five years in the county jail, he spends less than a month in custody. He's then released on probation. Three weeks later, he's arrested by the Los Angeles police on forgery charges. Then, two weeks in jail, he's dismissed because of lack of evidence. In December 1924, the moon Edward Bell again appears on the police water in Los Angeles on suspicion of robbery charges. But once again, the law finds itself unable to gather sufficient evidence for a conviction and forgery Roger Bell walks out of the city jail of three men. December 31st, 1925, Sergeant Coons of Central ushers a man into the office, marked Los Angeles Robbery. Morning, Captain. I'm glad that that fellow we picked up last night on suspicion of robbery. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sergeant. Oh, you again, eh, Sal? Yeah. You know, Sergeant, there's something mighty funny about this fellow. He's been in here three times now, and within a week or two, he's always been back on the outside. I proved every time I had nothing to do with the rap you're trying to hang on me. Yes, you proved it, fellow. But I know just as well as you do that you're as guilty as the devil. Why don't you tell your boys to lay off me, champ? It's a seven of guy trying to get a decent job, and every time he walks into a joint, an armful of bulls muscle into the door and drag him off. You know how it is. I know how it is, all right. Now you listen, fellow. You're heading into a whole lot of trouble for yourself one of these days. I know we can't hold on this, Doug. Maybe you'll be in two or three more times and walk out again. But one of these days, you're going to find yourself right smack in the center of plenty of grief. Yeah, you think you both are pretty wise guys. You have an idea that someday you're going to frame me and make it stick. Well, isn't a cop on your force smart enough to get me for keep? How about telling this yes man of yours to let me out of here? Okay, Phil. I'll remember that little speech of yours. Sergeant, show this gentleman. So, Edward, Edward Fell once again walked out of the shadow of jail, mingled with the crowd, subtle inwardly of the stupidity of the law, and the law. 103 precinct. Just like speaking. Notify all patrolmen and special activities at one Edward Fell. Record 41531. Notify those officers of any suspicious movement. That all of it? That's all. 
and the robbery of the bill. Adam, 36, 36, report on both the 3965, 30 movement, the one in the Edwards cell. The Stephen Company of one Something goes wrong. What happens then? Something can go wrong. Then everything falls over and dust again and that burns them up to catch cold. Finally, dead nice to the fact that we've busted in that tin bank will be clear out of it on our way. I'll tell you, Ward, I've got what it takes. They made a rap stick on me yet, I think. No, but there's always a first time. She made us a drink. Hey, George. Come here, look. How about these boys in here? Are they all right? Huh. They better be. Well, what I know about them, they wouldn't dare open up their mouths to the law. One little phone call, and out come the four eyes. Find this little squeaky there, and wham, over they go. Well, I guess you do know your way around all right, Eddie. Yeah. Well, stick around, and you'll go places. Hey, George, how about it? Okay, boys. What did he just find? Uh, make it another soup, I mean. All right, George, George, and make it better than that last one, will you? A little soup in it. Oh, it's the same price, eh? More skin, more soup. Okay, boys, I'll make this one right. That's it, sir. Make it powerful. Powerful. That's the order. Powerful. Make it a thin person. You see, you're not hitting those cards down too heavy, Eddie. Listen to him, hitting them too heavy. Lord, my boy, I've yet to see the day when Mr. began to think for me. My mind's as clear as it ever was. Okay, yeah. I was only thinking that you might talk too much if you got a little oil. Forget it. Okay, forgotten. Now, here's the idea. Think it over and sleep on it tonight. Come morning, you'll see how good it is. The bank over in Pasadena has got plenty of dough laying around waiting for a couple of smart guys like us to pick it up. Not in the world. Hey, John, in the world. Looks to me like a tin can. I can cut through it and nothing flat. Scoop up a few grand and drip. It's a pipe. Yeah. Well, you're going to get the equipment. That's all fixed, too. I know a guy that works in the welding shop. I talked him into renting me a pet and cutting nozzle. He thinks I'm working on a car in my own garage. We'll pick up the stuff in the evening and take it over the house and put it in the garage. And later we can pick it up and head to the bank. There's nothing to it. You know, boys, we ought to fix up fine. They're what I like to call my super, super drink. I'll tell you what I think. I've not that tasted mine. Go ahead and see what you think. Well, I tasted better. There's more to it than that last apology for that drink, you brother. Well, all was on the beef, eh? Well, I'm losing money on this here drink, I'll tell you that much. Jesus, 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 Tomorrow. 
Oh, as bad as the go, Eddie. That's the way to talk. I know you wouldn't. Now, we've got to make a little change in our plans. Hmm? What's the matter? Something go wrong? No, don't look a worry. Well, I got to think of my friend about this cutting stuff. I figured maybe it'd be a better idea if we didn't try that angle. Oh, well, I thought you were all set on it. Sure I was. Stand and step the kids began to get a little inquisitive last night. Wanted to come over and help me with my car and all that. Put me in a spot so I think we just let her skip him. Yeah, well, what do we do then? We stick up the bank. Step it that way anyway. Walk in early in the morning just as the bank opens and put the case here and move. I don't like that idea so much. Listen, Ward, nothing can happen if we work fast. You can wait out in the car and I'll handle the whole stick up myself. All you have to do is do that with a car when I come out, and then drive like the devil. Well, all right. I guess if you think it's okay, it's all right with me. I'll still go. Good. I'm going for a drink. Good. Hey, good. Make it two more, and don't forget the scoop. Two more coming up. How about figuring out our move, huh? Sure. When we get away from the bank, we'll head out to the other orange grove. morning of August 17th, three days later. Officer Ralph Elstad of the Pasadena Police Force, off-duty, is just entering the Gardner Auto Works on the corner of Colorado and Vernon to pick up his car when... Well, what in the devil? Okay. What's all the noise about out there? Well, I don't know, Bill. Mind if I use your phone a minute? No, go right ahead. Can I call the station? Yeah. Probably nothing important, but you know me, just a bundle of curiosity. Operator. Are you in the police station? Uh-huh, sir. I was just bringing the car in for that tune-up you promised me, Bill. Is that why I'm I... Oh, hello? Pasadena Police. Death charge is stated. Oh, hello, this is Sad. What's going on? Please. You got a car? Yeah, but what's the... A couple of guys just held up the national bank on Fairlopes and Vernon. Get out to Columbia and Orange Grove Avenue as fast as you can and watch for them. They're in a car, touring car, and at least one of them is gone. Okay, Sergeant. Well, what's the joke? I'm sorry, Bill. I can't stay to tell you now. I'm in a big hurry. Going like the devil? No, I haven't, mister. How long have you been here? Oh, a couple of hours. Good. That means you haven't gotten out of town this way. Oh, I wouldn't be a bit surprised, eh? Get out of line. The lady's shooting. Columbia and Orange Grove approximately three minutes ago. Owned by Lawford, the doing, Officer Stan, Harrison, and Walker, directly behind, exchanging gunfire. In front, all available cars and automobiles. Keep up, Fred. Those boys are throwing fun to the rest. Get out of me. The face is back of their tires. You see what you're doing? Yeah, that boy got thrown in the ball riding up there right behind all that hot shit. Hey, look. You 
Roll Call is written and produced by William N. Robson. This is your narrator, Frederick Lindsay, bidding you good night for the Rio Grande Oil Company.